Thank you, Lord. You keep on getting better. Father, we thank you for your goodness. It's inexhaustible. It never ends. We are overwhelmed that we are the objects of your goodness. And when you look for places and people to pour your goodness upon, you have chosen us. And we are overwhelmed. Thank you for your goodness and kindness today, oh God. Jesus, we praise you. I want you today to join me in my book. My Bible lays open to the book of Luke, the fifth chapter. Help me welcome Athens. Good morning, Athens family. Pastor Chris and Amy, Pastor Devin and Ingrid, we love you. Help me welcome our online family watching from all over the world, nations and states around this. Come on, tell them good morning. Good to see you. Good to hear you. We know you're out there. We see you typing and letting us know you're there. God bless you. We love you. Pray the Spirit of God move up on your heart today. Luke chapter 5, verse 1. Today I'm going to talk on this thought. Look at somebody tell them it's halftime. Halftime. It's halftime. Luke chapter 5, verse 1. When you have it, say amen. I want to say how thankful I am this morning to have my nephew home from his uh, stint in Louisiana. He's been in training in the Army, and uh, he is home for a couple of weeks. Tell Justin good morning. We love you, Bubba. We're proud of you. And... Uh, I will keep this congregation apprised of where you are in the earth because I believe prayer covering is important for our sons and daughters. And I want us to have the opportunity. We have several families who have sons or daughters in the military, and I want to keep all of them covered because I believe God has a plan for their life. Amen, someone. And we're grateful for all those who serve in branches of the military. And it's just good to have you home. We love you, pal. Luke chapter 5, verse 1. So it was, as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret. And he saw two boats standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land, and he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. And when he stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both of the boats so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, O Lord, for I am a sinful man. For he and all who were with him, look at this, everybody that came fishing with him uh -huh, was astonished 
at the catch of fish which they had taken. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, do not be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. So when they had brought their boats to land, they forsook all and followed Jesus. Halftime. Look at somebody tell them halftime. Uh, some of y'all have no clue where we're going today, but God is up to something in this house. Somebody say, it's halftime. Jesus, help me today to break the bread of life with the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Jesus. I pray today for the anointing to teach and preach that eyes would come open, spirits would be ignited with faith. I thank you for the word of God that when it goes forth, it does not come back void, but it accomplishes what you sent it to do. And today the word of God is still quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing of soul and sunder and joints and marrow. Hallelujah. And the word of God is a discerner of the thoughts and intentions of our heart. So today let your word have free course because man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. I thank you that you sent your word and you healed us and you delivered us from our destruction. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I thank you for your word. It still has power to save. Your word has power to cleanse. Thank you for the washing of the water of the word of God. And I pray today like a sword it would cut through every stronghold and lie of the enemy and break every yoke in this house. Set someone free through the preaching of the word this morning. I praise you for the anointing of the word. Lord, I thank you for what I feel. I feel like Jeremiah felt. Your word was shut up in me like fire in my bones. Let the word of the Lord come alive today. Let it burn in hearts today. We thank you for your word in Jesus' name. If you love the word of God, somebody's, I'm not just talking about the preaching of it. I'm talking about you love the Bible. You love the word. If you love the word, somebody say amen and give him praise for the word today. Hallelujah! You may be seated. As I sat down this past week and a half to prepare for this message, I was reminded of how quickly time does pass. Here we are at the midway point of 2021. <clears throat> Seems like yesterday we were crossing out of the pandemic-laden year of 2020. We crossed over... January of 2021 into a year that many people approach with a sense of hope and expectation, getting out of the craziness of COVID-19 and moving on with life. Amen? And here we are. I don't know about you and how you feel about it, but I turn around and it's already halfway through this year. Today is the last Sunday in the first half of this year. And next Sunday, we'll begin the second half of 2021. I think today is a day God wants us just to hit pause and take inventory of the first half of the year. 
whenever you watch a football game or a basketball game, and we got a lot of athletes in this house, we have some real athletes in this house. We have some people who want to be an athlete in this house. (laughs) Those of us who enjoy sports recognize that most games are played not completely all at one time, but the game is separated into quarters or sometimes or most of the time it's separated into halves. And that's because no matter how you start, if you have that opportunity to take a pause and make adjustments and take observation of what's going on, no matter how bad it looks in one half, the second half can lead to a better outcome. And this morning, if we look at the scoreboard of our life, the scoreboard of our church, the scoreboard of our marriage, the scoreboard of our job, our children, whatever it is, if you look at the scoreboard, some people today look at the scoreboard of the first half of this year and they say, I don't like the score. There's been some stuff that happened. There's been some setbacks. Maybe, maybe, maybe there's some people in here today who some things didn't pan out like you thought they were going to. Jobs didn't pan out. Situations didn't pan out like you thought they were going to. There's some unexpected losses. There's some unexpected uh, uh, withdrawing. There's some unexpected relational drama. There's some unexpected financial stuff. M- maybe you are dealing with the first half of this year, and if you look at the scoreboard, you just say, Pastor Kevin, if I could just be real, I'm not very excited about the score in the first half. Well, I have... Some good news for those who don't like the score at halftime. Today, God is getting ready to make some adjustments in our life, and I believe the last half of this year is going to be more fruitful than the first half of this year. I believe the last half of this year, now if you don't need this, listen real quick, real clearly to me. If you don't need this message today because everything is good on your scoreboard, then my encouragement and my admonition to you is to remain consistent in the things that have produced a lead at halftime. If you got a lead at halftime, come on, look at your neighbor and tell them, stay consistent. If you've been praying, keep on praying. If you've been reading your Bible, keep on reading your Bible. If you've been giving, keep on giving. If you've been living with Jesus as the pilot of your ship, keep on living that way. But if you look up at halftime and you are not winning, you don't need consistency. You need a comeback. Look at somebody today and tell them, neighbor, we're getting ready for a comeback today. I don't preach like this every Sunday, but I'm telling you, I got a word from the Lord for about four or five of y'all. Somebody is getting ready to prepare for a comeback. The first half of this year is forgettable but the, for all the wrong reasons. But the last half of this year is getting ready to be unforgettable for all the right reasons. You are never going to forget what God is getting ready to do in your marriage. You are never going to forget what God is getting ready to do for your children. I feel this on me right now. You are never going to be able to forget what God is going to do for you financially. In fact, the first half, you've got to learn how to block it out and let's move on. But the last half, you will never forget the blessing and the breakthrough and the promises that are going to come to pass in the last half of 2021. It will not end with another year of routines, of of, of mundane existence, and just surviving another year. I believe God is getting ready to write a story the last half of this year that you will never forget for the rest of your life.
I ain't talking to everybody, but if you hope I'm talking to you, I want you to put a praise on that right there and say, that's my word. Cycles of the past are going to be broken. Staying stuck is not an option. These things that happen in our life year after year that bring disappointment and discouragement, God is about to break some cycles that produce defeat. And he's going to give you and I some adjustment today at halftime. Because the last half of this year, God's getting ready to blow somebody's mind. Hmm. How many are thankful God still calls the plays? How many are thankful that God is still working his master plan? And I just want to tell you today, if you're winning, stay consistent. If you're losing, it's time for a comeback. And no matter where you are in the grand scheme of things, God is the one that's on the throne of your life. I'm not the coach. I'm not the general manager. I'm just running the play in today. And I came to tell you, if you and I would just do what the man upstairs told us to do, something is getting ready to change in our life. I want you to look at your neighbor and testify prophetically and tell your neighbor the last half of this year is going to be the best last half year of my entire life. Tell somebody that right now. Yeah, let me get into this text today because I like the Bible. And when I read Luke chapter 5 this morning, I see the tale of two halves. It doesn't start out the way you want it to start out. Team disciples fish all night and catch nothing. Now this is embarrassing and humiliating. Because for whatever reason, Jesus and a whole crowd decided to come to the fishing dock the day after the fishermen caught nothing. Hmm. It's one thing when you come to the fishing dock and you're a fisherman and all you do is got a boat full of fish and you just smile and let them take pictures, put it on Instagram, Facebook. This is what I did. We call it fish flexing. Flexing and showing off all the fish, but this is embarrassing because Jesus comes on a day when they caught nothing. They caught nothing, and that is why I am grateful for this third, uh, second verse in the text. Don't miss it. They caught nothing, but they were washing their nets. I need to tell somebody in here today that even though the first half shows zeros, what you can't do if you need a comeback is quit. And the fact that they were washing their nets is significant because you do not wash a net unless you plan on using it. Ah. And there's somebody in here today, what I like about you is what, is what heaven likes about you. It's that you don't quit. 
and I can't go through everybody that I'm looking at while I'm preaching today, but I see some people in this room today. It is not that you've always won. It is not that you've always succeeded. It is not that you always got what you asked for. It is not that it's always been easy. It is not that the doctor always gave you a great report. It's that whenever something didn't work out right, you kept on believing that you still have a future and God is not through. Oh, slap your neighbor, elbow your neighbor, karate chop your neighbor, do something and tell them, wash your net. You got to wash your net because although it was empty last night, you have a future when it is going to be filled again. I'm going to need that net. <laughs> I've got to feel like preaching here today. I'm going to need this net in my future. I'm going to need this net to catch what God is getting ready to send my life. Some of you quit too easy. Some of us give up before the last chapter is written. But I dare somebody to praise God today and wash your net and tell yourself if I don't ever see another fish, I refuse to quit. I will always wash my net and make up my... I'm going back to church. I'm going back to prayer. I'm going to keep on giving. It may not work out like I thought it was, but many of the afflictions of the righteous and yet the Lord delivers him out of them all. Somebody got to wash your net I need some scripture good Paul said being confident first uh, Philippians chapter 1 verse 6 being confident of this he who has begun a good work in me will carry it on until he completes it at the day of Jesus Christ. Philippians 4.13, Paul again says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. You want some more? I got some more. Philippians 3.13, brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but this one thing I do, I forget those things which are behind and I strain and press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God which is in Christ Jesus my Lord look at somebody tell them don't quit wash your net God ain't through with you yet a season of failure in your past doesn't prophesy seasons of failure forever I might have failed but I'm not a failure God is getting ready to give me a comeback how do I know it because Paul finished up this point for me in Galatians 6 verse 9 let us not become weary in well doing for in the proper time we will reap if we do not faint touch somebody tell your neighbor don't faint it ain't quitting time somebody has got to wash their net today a preacher in here needs to wash their net a mother in here needs to wash her net a father in here needs to wash his net. A boss of a company needs to wash their net. A grandma needs to wash the net. Come on.
on in here. A CEO needs to wash the net. The enemy is trying to persuade you you don't have a future. Testify and make the devil out to be a liar by washing your net today and telling yourself, I'm not getting out of the game. I know what the score is, but the Bible is clear. Weeping only endures for the first half. Joy comes in the morning. I'm getting ahead of myself, but let me go ahead. This story is the tale of two halves. You say, Pastor, I don't see the two halves in Luke 5. I see it very clearly. They went fishing all night and came back at halftime and thought they were through. And the enemy wants you and I to see the scoreboard after the night season. And he wants us to say, we didn't win. If there is a season going on in your life where you haven't won yet, it's not over. It's just halftime. How do I know that? You know, because some people, while we were singing this song, they build your church, build your church, build it from the ground. It's your church, build your We were singing that, and it said, oh, we never fail, never fail, never fail. And I heard some people, I heard you in your thinking saying, I failed. I failed. Yes, yes. When we sing that song, it doesn't mean we don't fail ever. It means we don't fail finally. Y'all, let me be real in here. How many in here can t- say, I have never failed? Lie. <laughs> you and I have failed. But what we know about serving God is that failure is not final. It's not that we won't fail, it's that we won't stay failed. It's not that we won't make mistakes, it's that we will not be be defined by those things. And today, what I need somebody to understand is that that the first half can be defined by failure, but halftime has come in the middle of this year today, and God is getting ready to make some adjustments, and as long as you make up your mind, you're not going to quit. Something good is getting ready to happen in your life. The only people who never win are those who quit. The only people who never win are those who quit. Paul said in Corinthians, we run not as one who aimlessly runs and punches the air, but we run with the purpose. Therefore, run to win the prize. Anybody come too far to lose the prize? Talk to me on Sunday morning. I said, has anybody come too far now to lose the prize? They didn't quit. They kept washing their nets. Now, let me, let me just unpack a couple of observations. I'm going to get out your way. The first thing I need you to see is that when they were washing their net, Jesus said, I can work. I can work with these men. They caught nothing, but they won't quit. They're washing their nets. That means they're going to go out fishing again. Keep your net washed. You never know when he's going to need you. When the Bible said be instant in season and out of season, he's not talking about mashed potatoes. When the Bible said be instant in season and out of season, he's talking about you being ready when you feel like doing what he called you to do and you being ready when you don't feel like being. Have you ever felt anointed? How many love it when God taps on your shoulder and says, I need you? And you're like, "Woo! I feel that fire of God. 
I feel the word of the Lord. But has he ever tapped you on the shoulder and you said, what? I am not, my ducks are not in a row, my clothes are not pressed, my suit is erect, my hair is, come on, everything looks funky. God said, yeah, there are some times I'm going to use you when you feel strong. I'm going to put that anointing on you. I'm going to put that victory on you so you feel it. But there are some times, God, I feel like preaching to myself today. There are going to be some times I'm going to use you when you feel defeated, when you feel looked over and left out. There are going to be some times I'm going to tap you on the shoulder when you thought I was going to tap somebody else. If you keep your net washed, you better be ready. You don't know when God's going to tap you on the shoulder and say, I, Peter, Peter, I need to borrow your boat. I want to tell somebody this this morning. Thank you, Spirit. God is not afraid to get in a boat that caught no fish last night. I feel like some fishermen would get happy about that. God is not afraid to get in a boat that caught no fish last night. Because your reputation for not catching fish is not superior to his reputation to attracting fish. And some of us this morning are going to have to get over the failure that we experienced in the boat and understand something, that the first thing that's going to happen for our comeback is Jesus is getting in the boat. This is my, probably one of my top three favorite chapters in the whole Bible. I think it's because I like fishing. I think it's because it relates a whole lot to how I feel about the Lord's call on my life. There's something about Luke 5. I, I preach from it quite often. I just love the chapter. In all my preaching in Luke 5, I've never seen what I'm getting ready to tell you. Aren't you thankful for the Holy Ghost who makes the Word of God come to life? I have read this text my whole life, preached from it umpteen times, never seen what I'm getting ready to tell you. Peter fails. James and John fail. They catch nothing fishing all night long. Come to the ocean, come to the shore, get out of the water, go up and start washing their nets. Boat is empty. Jesus is teaching. A multitude is there. And Jesus looks at Peter and says, I need to borrow your boat. They get in the boat. He says, Peter, push out a little bit from the land. Peter pushes out a little bit from the land, and Jesus gets in the boat, read the text, and he teaches the multitude. Why? First of all, it's a very practical reason. Because it was, a, it was an automatic microphone and acoustic system. Whenever he pushed out from the, from the shore a bit, he had water between him and his audience, and when he spoke, his words literally were carried on the water. This isn't, this isn't spiritual, this is, this is physics. He wanted to make sure that he was heard, but he needed somebody's boat to get the message out. Hear me please, very clearly. You need to make sure you let God borrow whatever you have that can help him get the message out. One reason God couldn't, God couldn't bless Peter, James, and John with the draught of fish in the beginning of this is because the most dangerous thing God can ever do is bless your boat if it's not dedicated to his kingdom. Have you ever met somebody who was blessed but didn't connect it to the kingdom? 
it's temporary. Whenever God blesses you and you don't connect it to the kingdom, you start absorbing it, exhausting it, and using it all on yourself, not recognizing that the blessing he gives you is really not for you. You have not become the destination you were intended to be, uh, uh-huh, a coupling uh, through which the blessing can flow. This is why some people in the room and some people watching me online this morning, you can't go to the next level in life. It's because the next level is about you and your toys, not about Jesus and his kingdom. But I have found out that if you will let God have your boat, God will bless you with stuff. Oh God. God will bless you with stuff that will make other people mad that you get it. I'm saying something right here. People want blessing for themselves. The God of heaven would never become your cosmic bellhop that makes all your dreams come true and yet you never use what he blesses you with to advance his kingdom. If you want an increase in your stuff in your boat, give him the boat and say, go wherever you want to go. Do whatever you want to do. This is not my boat. It's I'm getting some people real mad right now and I don't understand why you are getting mad because if you would understand that if God can get it through you, he will get it to you. Then you will wake up every morning not living to fill your boat for your own resume and reputation. You'll see your boat filled because the kingdom come that will be done on earth. How many want your house to be blessed? How many want your job to be blessed? How many want your business to be blessed? Then connect what you're doing to the kingdom of God and let God have your boat. Touch your neighbor, tell him, let God have your boat. Peter, can I get in your boat? Yeah, come on, Lord. And he pushes out and Jesus is teaching. And he gets through with the sermon. This is what I never see. He gets through with a sermon and he looks at Peter and he starts preaching his own sermon to Peter. And Peter's sermon went like this. One sentence. Launch out into the deep. That's it. You brought me out here on this boat to embarrass me in front of all these people, launch out into nobody. Launches out into the deep, especially in the daytime. Jesus, I can almost hear Peter. I can't, but almost. Can hear Peter say in his mind, you a carpenter. <laughs> for real. You a carpenter, for real. I've been doing this all my life. Me and James and John got a business. We got cards. We got a Facebook page. For real. You trying to tell me how to catch fish? For real? You trying to tell me where to invest my retirement? For real? You trying to tell me I can't date that woman? Are you for real? See, we, here's how we like Jesus. Save me, Lord. 
Forgive me, Lord. But don't be getting up in my business. No. I'm going to need you to get me out of hell, but I'm not going to need you to inform me about stuff I already know. And maybe you need a one-night season of failure to remind you that no matter how long you've been doing, whatever it is you're doing, without him in the boat, without him, I know I'm not talking to everybody because not everybody can be real, but some real people in here know that had it not been for the Lord getting in your boat, I know your boat is cute. I know your boat has got all the latest technology. I know your boat is, it is all that in a bag of chips. But the reality of it is your boat is empty. Here's what I've never seen. I'm getting to it. He gets in the boat, preaches a sermon, and go ahead, baby. If y'all don't help me, the rocks and the children will cry out. Amen, somebody. <laughs> he looks at Peter and says, launch out into the deep. I have no clue how I missed this, but Jesus never got out of the boat. I always thought Jesus was standing on the shore going, launch out. Get on. Get on out there. No, Jesus is in the boat. And he looks at Peter and says, launch out. Now, this is crazy because Jesus is in Peter's boat, and Jesus, Jesus could have taken authority and launched the boat. I'm in the boat. I'm going to launch out. But that is not how he operates. Jesus is not going to launch for you. I'm not going to get no help on this right here. Some of y'all want Jesus to launch for you and he'll get in the boat and he'll take, a, uh, he'll take authority and he'll take control, but he will not do what you are authorized to do. Look at your neighbor, tell your neighbor, it's your boat and let him in it and decide today to launch. Now, this is crazy, but Peter's getting ready to come into the greatest blessing of his life in the same place he failed the night before. He did not get out of one body of water and get into another one. He went back to the same exact place where he failed 12 hours previous. And God said, I'm going to show you how good I am. I'm going to... Where's Seth? I need some people to get up here on these instruments because me and three instrumentalists are getting ready to tear this roof off of this church today. Somebody is getting ready to find victory in the very place you experience failure. God ain't going to put you in a new lake. He's going to give you a blessing in the one you failed in. Help! Slap your neighbor say, hey neighbor. Go fishing one more time. Tell him except this time, make sure Jesus is in the boat. I need a new wife. You don't need a new wife. You need a breakthrough in your marriage. I 
I need a new husband. You don't need a new husband. You need to repent and let Jesus get in the boat. Some of you want to be blessed and you never came in long enough for the Lord to get in the boat. But I feel a breakthrough coming. I feel a breakthrough coming for somebody who will make a comeback on this Sunday. Mm. To me obsessed. Hallelujah. Yes. So Jesus gets in the boat and preaches a sermon to the people and then gives a word to Peter. Peter, launch out into the deep. I'm getting back in a boat that I failed in, going back into a lake that I failed in. And the Lord said, if I launch out into the deep, I would let down my nets for a great catch. Same boat, same lake, and you want me to believe I'm going to get a different result. Why will I now experience increase when I have historically experienced nothing? Peter tells on himself, we toiled. Oh, this sounds like them testimony services. I grew up with the devil been on my shoulder (laughs) all night long, all week long. The children were sick and everything falling apart. And how you doing? The devil been on my shoulder. That's how Peter sounded at first. We toiled all night long and caught nothing. Never the less. Everything shifted when Peter shifted his thought process. Because as a man thinks in his heart, I'm in the Bible right here, so is he. You can't think garbage and get a blessing. You can't think lack and poverty and always bringing up the rear and always defeated and we ask you how you're doing and hell is always breaking loose and you want to step into something you never had before? Absolutely not. Somebody's mind is getting ready to shift on this Sunday morning. Somebody's thinking is getting ready to be altered. Yes, you failed last night. Yes, your boat was empty. Yes, your net never got full. But nevertheless, always the more. Nevertheless, always the more. What I didn't have last night was a word. But no, Lord. But what I have right now in my possession is a word from the Lord. And when you get a word from the Lord, you can go back to the place you failed. Go back to the boat that you failed in. You can go back with the net that was empty and get a different result. Slap your neighbor, tell a neighbor, it's time for a comeback. Yes, it's time for a comeback. <laughs> 
I'm excited, but I feel it. Listen, how do you know this is all about half? Because I don't see it. The Bible said in Genesis chapter 1, the last few verses say this. It does not say the morning and the evening was a day. It says the evening and the morning were the first day. Days were not measured from sunrise to sunset. Days were measured from sunrise on one evening to the going down of the same on the next day, which means this. You can't fish all night and call it a day. Because if you fish all night, that's only half. Y'all missing what I'm saying. Uh, God has a different calendar and a different way of operating. When you fish all night and you catch nothing, it doesn't mean you're not going to catch anything. It means you didn't catch anything the first half. But that's why you got to come back in, get Jesus in the boat, and launch out into the deep. Let me help you understand something. Pastor Richie is a coach. Before he was a great executive pastor of our church, before he was a church consultant in other places, in bygone years, he was a state championship uh, basketball coach. And, and the first half could have been horrible. But you get him in there at halftime, and you ride, and you chew him out. And you say, that was a horrible half. And then, right before you go out, you say, but you got it in you. You're going to turn it around. This. So, so you, you break them down, then you build them up. If you quit at halftime, you cheat yourself out of the second half turnaround that is coming. Some people in this room, some of y'all too cute for this message, and you think, oh, he's just being gimmicky. Oh, no, you are missing what the Holy Ghost woke me up for this past week to tell this house. I'm not in no gimmick. I'm in a flow right now to prophesy to everybody in this room and tell everybody that feels hopeless the devil is a liar. To tell everybody who feels like you're losing, it might look that way right now, but it ain't going end that way. On this day in June of 2021, the last Sunday of this first half. It is half time and the Father, Son and Holy Ghost are getting ready to release you into a blessing like you've never seen before. Somebody if you will shout and connect your faith to the word God is about to take you from glory to glory from glory to glory you're moving to a new level. Watch this. Watch this. I'm, I'm, I'm wrapping up. He, he gets in the boat. He said, Peter, launch out into the deep. Sometimes, we were talking about this this past week. Pastor Richard said, it's all about the adjustments you make at halftime. It was just one Nautical adjustment. Same boat, same net, same lake. You just in the wrong location. Some of you are fishing right in the wrong place. 
and God is about to adjust your location. Look at somebody, tell them, neighbor, God is about to adjust your location. You are fishing, listen to me, you are fishing in too shallow water. I'm nervous, Pastor, about going deeper. Yeah, but when you get out there in the deep water, just turn around and look in the boat. He's still with you. I don't know how I missed this all these years, but he wasn't on the shore shouting instruction. He was in the boat present with Peter. If you're going to step in to the greatest blessing God ever gave you, you will not do it if he's not in the boat. I'm going to hit this and move quick. Your relationships need Jesus in the boat. Mm. I'm trying to figure out if I'm going to go down that road or not. Some of y'all hoping I'll bounce on, but I'm going to stay here a minute. If you can't bring your girlfriend to church, why? <laughs> Squirming and all that, I see you. If you can't bring your man to church with you, why not? If you've got to change churches to accommodate <laughs> Ooh, I'm feeling anointed and appointed. <laughs> Dr. Phil anointing coming on me right now. Jesus, save me, but don't put your hands in my finances. Don't get in my boat. Don't get in my money boat. Don't get in my marriage boat. Don't get in my relationship boat. How much failure do you have to taste before you go back and say, Jesus, you can get in my boat? Watch this. I'm almost through. He launches out into the deep and gets in the right spot. If you look carefully at the text, Peter says something that is transformational in the story, and it is what he calls Jesus. He calls him master. Read the text. He calls him master. He could have called him Jesus. He could have called him Lord. He could have called him the Christ, but he didn't do that. He called him master. Why? Because the word master in the Greek literally is the superintendent that commands creation. Literally what Peter was saying was to the one who created the fish, and the one who created the lake. He was saying, I didn't catch anything last night, but I believe you are the God that put every species of fish in this lake. And if you ever start talking to my blessing, it has to follow your command. 
Do you understand that when Peter launched out into the deep, it was impossible for him to come back with nothing? Because when Peter identified Jesus as master, he was saying, you are the one who can speak to the stuff that you told me was mine and commanded to swim in my direction. Look at your neighbor, tell him, neighbor, some stuff is moving in your direction. I'm getting ready to close and go home in a minute, but I want to tell you some stuff is getting ready to swim in your direction. Some fish that you couldn't catch with all your ingenuity, all your strategy, all your own wisdom, and all your own smarts. Thank God for all your education, but there are some blessings that are reserved for the word of the Lord, and when God tells you you're getting ready to do something you've never done, and all you've got to do is understand who he is, if you never understand that he's the one that talks to your blessing, you can live the rest of your life with an empty boat but if you understand him to be more than a homeboy and more than a friend and more than my bro you are the master you are the one that spoke this whole thing into existence if you can create the sun and throw every star into place if you can paint the night sky and the rising of the sun the next morning if you hold the valley in the hand and the mountains in the palm and you measure the oceans in a scale then surely you can talk to air and Billy the fish and Susie the fish and every other fish in the ocean and you can line my blessing up if you get in the right location God is getting ready to fill your net with increase Slap somebody tell a neighbor he's talking to me he's talking to me I've ruined it before I've blown it before last night I put up zeros on the scoreboard but this is a new day and I'm going to follow the word of the Lord. Watch. This is, this is it. I keep saying that, but it just keeps coming out. He launches out in the deep and he, he, he launches out into the deep and he, he, he misunderstands Jesus. And he, he gets his net out. It's a little different kind of net, but it'll work. He gets his net out. He launches out into the deep. He gets his net out. And he puts it in the water. And it starts overflowing with fish. Imagine a net connected to your boat. Connected to your boat. And it gets so full of fish that your boat starts rocking and you start hearing lines pop on the net and you say, oh God, it's my net is not working. And the reason some of your nets aren't working is because you have not been networking. That was too good for three oohs and a one amen. That was too good. That's a whole book. The re- <laughs> I love all y'all. Y'all know I'm kidding. The reason your net isn't working is because you've not been networking.
I'm going to show it to you. I'm going to show it to you. Look here with me. Look here with me. Verse 4, Jesus said, let down your net. <laughs> Keep reading the text. Verse 6, and they caught so many fish, their net <laughs> was breaking. God is sending you to a blessing that requires nets. And if you take one net into a season where you'll need multiple nets, it might break on you. God wants to bless you in such a way that your increase gets in somebody else's net. I want the credit. You will build a ministry that can only hold one net worth of blessing. Well, I want the credit. I want the I want my name on it. If you got to have your name on it and get the credit, don't be shocked if God doesn't give you more than what you can hold just in your little net. It's when you start building teams and appreciating and honoring relationships with other people who have nets. I'm saying some stuff right here. God wants your nets to overflow. How are you gonna do everything God called you to do and you can't have a nice attitude? Ain't nobody wants to get their net tangled up with you. Every time you go, you're always mad or something. We, we ain't trying to connect with you. Some of y'all are a smile and a breath mint away from a breakthrough. Just one friend, one connection. Can you imagine if all these fish are swimming in Peter's net? And he looks back, Peter, John, come on. We don't like you. We're not going to help you. Here's the thing. If you don't get other nets involved, you jeopardize losing it all. Because if your net breaks because it's too much for you, I got to go. This is too deep. Last point, I'm out of here. For real. You would think that was enough. Nets overflowing with fish. Jesus did all that blessing for one point. Peter, from now on, you will catch men. And here's the note I wrote down for this halftime adjustment. Allow Jesus to connect your calling to the increase of his kingdom. Allow your passion to be connected to his purpose. If what you are good at can ever be given to God for his glory, you can actually take your fishing and make it a kingdom initiative. I don't think Jesus, James, and John ever quit fishing. In fact, I know they didn't, because if you read John 21, after Jesus rose from the dead, Peter denied the Lord three times, and everybody's scared. 
The Bible said they went back to the ocean and got in their boat. They kept their boat. I know they followed him, but I think they kept their boat because Jesus wanted them to understand, although you have a passion for fishing, the real intention I have for you is to make sure you understand that with your passion for fishing for fish, you're going to have a greater passion to catch men. Jesus Thank you Dante Jesus Jesus goes fishing for men different than we go fishing for fish When we go fishing for fish we fish with a pole And when you go fishing with a pole, you get to decide what kind of fish you catch based on the kind of lure you put on the end of it. So we got some churches that go fishing for white fish. Zero to 103 seconds. We got some churches that go fishing for white fish. And so we will catch you, Mr. White Man. Some churches go fishing for blackfish. We're going to catch you, black family. Y'all don't like this, but I'm going to preach it anyway. Some churches go fishing for brown fish. Sister and brother Latino and Latina. Hey, Gloria Dios, man, come on. But Jesus doesn't go fishing with the pole. Jesus goes fishing with a net. And when you go fishing with a net, you don't catch white fish and black, where you at? And you don't catch just Latino fish. When you dip your net in the ocean of humanity, you pull up red and yellow and black and white and rich and poor and Democrat and Republican. They speak in English, they speak in Chinese, they speak in Japanese, they speak in Latino, they speak in every language because I serve a God who sent his only begotten son. He came to save the whole world. Somebody shout yeah. Look at your neighbor, say neighbor, it's fishing time. We're going fishing in the name of the Lord. God is about to give us a harvest, a harvest of red, yellow, black, white. It's fishing time. Somebody throw your net away. Somebody get them. Somebody throw your rod away. Go get a net. Let's go fishing. Give him praise. Give him praise. Hallelujah! I feel a harvest about to hit this house. I feel a harvest about to hit your life. They're not gonna look like all of us. They're not gonna dress.
of us. They're not going to come from where we came from. But how many know Jesus died to save them all? Stand with me. Stand with me. Stand with me. I'm through preaching today. Oh. Hallelujah. Let's lift our hands to God this morning. Father, we want to come into a season of increase. You are the God of increase. Woo! You are the God of increase. You are the God of increase in our, in our own personal lives. You are the God of increase in our family. You are the God of increase in our own financial situation. You're the God of increase and harvest in this house. And I declare a grace for increase over this whole church right now. Somebody failed the first half of this year. But today we make adjustments. Jesus, get in the boat. Hallelujah. Jesus, come on, begin to worship him all over the church. Just close your eyes. Put your hands up in the air. I don't care how bad the scoreboard looks in your life right now. Somebody throw some praise in the direction of the master. Somebody throw some praise in the direction of the king of glory. Your net may be empty, but God is getting ready to finish this thing in strength and in increase. We praise you, God. We praise you, God. We praise you, God. We praise you, God. I told my brother, uh, we got to praise him right here for a minute because I feel somebody coming back to life. I feel somebody coming back to life. I feel somebody getting to come back today. Somebody, somebody come in here down and you thought it was over and you thought, oh, this year is going to be another mess, but the devil is a liar. I break the lie of the enemy off your mind right now. I feel the strength of God rising. I feel the strength of God rising for somebody in this room right now. You're going back to the same lake, going back in the same boat, going back with the same net, and God's about to give you a different outcome. If you believe and lift your hands and bless it for it all over the room right now. Oh, we believe in Lord. Oh, we believe in Lord. Oh, we believe in Lord. Relationships, yep. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I feel the Lord putting his finger on that relationship today. Let Jesus get in the boat. You can trust him to take care of you in your future. You can trust him to take care of you in your future. Don't be launching out without him. Don't be launching out without him. I need you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Precious Holy Spirit, I thank you. I want to pray for two groups of people. The first group is anybody in this room that will say, Bishop, I need to give my heart to the Lord this morning. I don't care how far away you are from God. You're watching me online, you're in this room, I don't care how far you are away from God. You have not outrun his love. You have not outrun his mercy. He is not through with you yet. Maybe you knew him and you walked away. Maybe you never known him a day in your life. And today, you want him to be Lord of all. If I'm talking to you and you want to give your heart to Jesus Christ, you want him to wash your sins and cleanse you. You want him to make you new from the inside out. You want him to give you a new way of thinking and a new way of living. You want his spirit come fill you, give you joy and peace. If I'm talking to you, heads are bowed and eyes are closed. 
You don't want to live another day without him. You don't want to run from him another moment. If I'm talking to you and you want to get saved, it's time to serve God and not the devil. It's time to walk in the light and not in the dark. It's time to make up your mind you're going to heaven and you're not going to go to hell. If I'm talking to you, when I say three, throw your hand up and say, Pastor, pray for me. I need the Lord. One, two, three, right now. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. My God, hands are up all across this sanctuary. You put your hand down. I want you to look at the person standing on your right and on your left. I don't care if you've known them your whole life. I feel like God is getting ready to change somebody's life today. I don't care if you've known them your whole life. I don't care if you've been married to them for three decades or you never met them before. I want you to ask the person on your right and on your left, do you need someone to go to the altar with you and pray? And if you lifted your hand, or you should have, when they ask you that question, I'm going to stand right here and wait on you. And today you're going to make the greatest step of your life. Jesus is going to save you right now. Ask everybody in this house. You're left and right. Do you need someone to go to the altar with you? If you lifted your hand, come join me. Jesus is going to save you right now. I don't want to keep living like I'm living. God bless your pal. God bless your pal. Some others, some others need to come. Come on. Come here, big guy. Come here. I've been praying for you. I've been praying for you. God's got you. God's got you. Come on. God ain't through. Come on. Come on here. Come on here. This is why we came to church, pal. I need all my pastors and prayer leaders to come on. People are coming from every aisle. Come on and give them glory. Come on. I'm not even like I came. Come on, family. Come on, family. The doors of the church are open. Come on home. Come on home. Come on home, come on home, come on home. I need worshipers just to lift your hands this morning. If you're thankful for the mercy of God and the grace of God, begin to praise Him. Hallelujah. Come on here. Come on here. We thank you, Lord. I need some prayer leaders over here. I need some prayer leaders over here. Ryan, come over here and pray, please. Hallelujah. Come on, worship in just a few more moments. Worship the Lord. Worship the Lord. We thank you for salvation coming to this house today. Hallelujah. Right here, this family. Come on, right here.
say you keep on you never cease to amaze us God if you need a comeback in the second half of this year I want you to come to the left and the right side of the altar right now if I preach to you today and you need God to turn this thing around the second half just come stand on the right and on the left let these people in the middle pray everybody that needs a turnaround and a comeback let's go Oh, you keep on getting better, Lord. Yeah, it's going to happen for you. It's going to happen for you. You keep on getting better. The second half, turn around. God, do it. Do it today, Lord. Say it again. Holy Ghost, breathe on us. Holy Spirit, breathe on us. Thank you, Lord. Turn it around, God. Turn it around, God. Hallelujah. I believe in all my Holy Spirit, watch out, big you go get the oil. I need the oil. I need the oil. Declare it in the atmosphere. You are good, sing you. Oh, Shabbat. Turn it around the day. It turns around the day by faith. Oh, Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Holy Ghost. Oh, Shabbat. Jesus. Come back, sister. Come back. It's time for a comeback in the name of the Lord. I thank the spirit of the living God. I feel the Lord getting in the boat with you today. Loose this woman right now. I thank you for restoring her life. There's a breakthrough in this house. Throw your hands up. There's a breakthrough in the house this morning. Jesus, turn it around the day Turn it around the day Turn it around the day. Turn it around the day, Lord. A comeback. A comeback. The scoreboard don't look good right now, but it's not over. Oh, my God. Release it. I feel a release coming in the spirit. 
my heaviness is being released today. Today, by the power of your Holy Spirit, it turns today the comeback, the comeback, the comeback, the comeback. Hold on a minute. Hold on just a second. Stay right there. The come, the comeback, the comeback. I'm talking about. The comeback like the one Jesus had, where it looked like Friday was real bad and Saturday was full of mystery and chaos. But you hung on, young lady, and Sunday is coming. It's the comeback. And I'm telling you right now that the same spirit that brought him back, woo, is the one working on your behalf. And you're coming back beginning today. And I'm telling you right now, you've been trying to figure this out. But he just got in the boat and he's about to give you one command. And whatever you do, keep him in the boat. Because blessing is on the way to your life. Woo! Everybody say you are, you are, you are, you are in the morning, in the morning, I can't pray for everybody, just start helping me pray, the spirit of prophecy is falling in this house right now, Holy Ghost, I bless this house, come back Lord, come back, come back, come back, half time, today it shifts for this house, in Jesus name, blessing of God, blessing of God, blessing of God, I thank right now for the power of God in July, August, September, October, November, and December, you will see the goodness of the Lord in the land, in the land, in the land of the living. Do it, God. Do it, God. Do it, God. I bless them today. came down a little bit ago when I was on the stage to pray for you. Because I feel like God's going to pour some grace in your broken heart. And the Lord's going to bind up the broken Come on, y'all. Told y'all. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Hey, it, w it was a word. And I mean a word. Hey, it's just halftime. It's just halftime. Man, I don't know about you, Jay Rooks, but I received that. I received it. I'll be honest with you. I received that. Yes. I hope y'all yeah. took notes. I hope y'all received the same thing. Yeah. Just distrust and believe and know that, hey, he's not done. It's just the first half.
He's not done with what he's doing in your life. He's not done with what he's doing in your calling and your ministry and the purpose that God has given you. Just know he's not done. This is just halftime. We have a whole nother year. And I hope you all get ready and, and, and get amped up and excited because guess what? God is getting ready to do something in the second half of this year that's going to blow our minds. You got wow. anything, Jay Rooks? That's such an encouragement to know that, you know, there's time, there's grace, and, and that we can take that practical um, component of life and be like, wow, it's like that in the spirit realm. It's yeah. like that in our walk with God. And so I'm just really grateful for his grace and for just a fresh start and that he's there. He yeah, is yeah, present yeah. with us through every single yeah. um, thing. And for breakthrough and for harvest and for increase, I just receive all of that. And I hope you guys do as well. And yeah. so if you have any prayer requests, if you have any needs, yeah, yeah. If, if the Lord is breaking through in your life in any way, please put it in the comments. Uh, the testimony of Jesus, the spirit of prophecy, if right. God is doing something in your life, even right now, testify of it. Right. Don't yeah, just yeah. hold that back. Testify. Yeah. Let it bless somebody else. And so, yes, it was yeah. just an incredible word. And um, God, we just really, again, appreciate you yeah. for joining us. Um, we had family from Bangladesh earlier. Come on. on. I saw Trinidad, um, Kentucky, yeah, all yeah, of those yeah. places. I just want to reiterate that because we want to thank you guys for making this possible. Right. And, and Jay Rooks, I was even thinking, like, just because this stream is ending and just because it may, it may stop, don't let what God's doing in your house, in your room, in right. your car, wherever you're watching from, don't let it end. Let this continue. Let him continue to speak to you. Yeah. Why don't you put some worship music on and just yes. continue to go deeper because yes. I know God is doing something right where they're watching, from wherever they're watching, yeah. at, whatever situation you're in, yeah. just know that God's in it. He's in the midst. He's Absolutely. there with you. Yes. Just because this stream is getting cut off, yeah. it does not mean that we that you have to stop praying and, and yeah. stop receiving what the Holy Spirit is doing Absolutely in your life, not. you know. Yes, keep it going, fam. And listen, we just want to remind you again that we have Create coming yeah. up. If you have a student, a, a, a youth, a child, whatever, um, in this area, or if you want to send them and let it be like this little camp thing, I don't know. Um, <laughs> you can look on there and you can register on the yeah. app and online. On. Uh, we have Fire Nights, uh, our last, last Wednesday of this month. Of it's going to be great. Month. Fire Night, Wednesday, 7 p.m. We'll be streaming it mm -hmm. if you're in town or if you want to come out of town again. The summertime, yeah. we have a lot of going on. If Come you on. are from out of town, you want to make like trips here and make it a part of your vacation, we have hey, all kinds of things going on. That's what my parents did. My parents are actually here. Yeah. And they were like, hey, guess what? We're gonna come. We're gonna we're gonna join. We're gonna join in for service and fire nights, man. And they have been impacted. So I tr tr I'm telling you, y'all, make it a trip. Yes. Make it a family vacation. Yeah. There's so Plan much to do that. in Chattanooga. Seriously. So, so get that app um, today after church, 1:30 p.m. If you're in Chattanooga, yeah. Warner Park, 1:30. Yeah. Two to three dollars. You know, bring a few bucks for your family to go and have a good time of swimming and just fellowship with yeah. the kids department. Again, guys, we love y'all. Hey, we, we love can't you guys. wait to see you back here next time. Love you guys. with an increased expectation.
and may they never be paralyzed by disappointment another day in their life.